to Punchbowl Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Lincoln, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews to the industry's hottest games. In episode 87, the Punchboarders are at Great Plains Game Fest in Lincoln, Nebraska, and we have some interviews, and we have a draft. We got all kind of great things. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. I'm Richie. All right. Extra spicy Did up you there. It was. Yeah. Case of Mountain Dew. Case of Mountain Dew for Chad today. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm loading like three uh, of them. So we are live. Well, not when you hear this, but we're live right now. Right we now. are alive. Uh, yes, we are live at Great Plains Game Fest. In Lincoln, Nebraska, and for those of you who do not know U.S. geography or Nebraska geography, it's about an hour west of Omaha, where obviously we normally record, but we're here in Lincoln and uh, doing a, a fun little recording. It's a beautiful, beautiful venue. Yes. Lots of space, lots of things to Wide do. Wide open. Yeah. I mean, this is this is top notch here. They, they run a, nice a really good- nice swap meet. I've, I've already bought a couple games I shouldn't have bought, but- I just bought a wooden bowl for $5. <laughs> that was Mogul. worth it. The wooden bowl, bowl with the wooden- yeah. Yeah. As, as <laughs> Ben so would say, the one with the wooden the bowl. One with the wooden bowl. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so this is this is tremendous. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah, so we're going to we're gonna do a draft with yep. our family yep. plays games. I mean, that's going to be great. Oh, man. We've got an interview coming up with the- president and co-founder mm-hmm. of this event, uh, former roommate of mine, so I've known him for a long time. So that's going to be fun and yep. exciting. We're going to put some of that stuff at the end of the episode here. Yeah, yeah. So that's all. <laughs> that's good. Let's let's try not to put too many crazy things here at the end of this episode, Richie. <laughs> uh, uh, well, should we start off talking a little bit of, uh, we had a recent play of an amazing game, Crescent City Cargo. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. This uh, was you guys have played a bunch. It was my first play. So yeah, I think well, Richie, that was this, your this second. was my second play. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It was actually, I think, my sixth play. Nice. I'm really liking this game, and I I know I, we talked about this a little bit, or I did, mm-hmm. uh, in a couple episodes back, and I said that there was a couple things that I thought was a little too easy about it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I actually read the rule book, maybe they wouldn't <laughs> have been so easy. Uh, I, Big, they, these beginning office buildings, real quick, and then we'll go into it, but. Uh, I thought it was for like both of these tracks, but it's actually only for one of them. So that made mm-hmm. it a little more tight. And then I, I thought it was a little bit easier to move up these administrative tracks, and it's actually a little bit harder, harder which yeah. would make it yeah a little more difficult. So I, I, honestly, I mean, I've been digging this game. It is a great little puzzle. And folks, if you are just tuning in, this is a Euro that Clef enjoys. So so I, I like mean. Euros. <laughs> How can I tell people that? I like Euros. Well, so we should talk about it. It's uh, Stronghold Games, and it is uh, Spielworks Games together. Yep. Uh-huh. And this is uh, our friend Jason Dinger, who designed the second in the, in the Cajun trilogy. And uh, it's basically at the uh, turn of the 20th century. It's about kind of uh, shipping and shipping in the cargo industry around Louisiana and the Crescent City, right? Right, exactly. And it's like the second tr- part of his trilogy that he's making. First one was the Captains of the Gulf. Right. And this uh, obviously Crescent City Cargo. 
I don't know what number three is. I'm not sure yet either, but what I liked about this game is it did have it, it, it had a couple of rondels in the game. So he had that rondel in the first game where you could kind of control the flow. And then in this game, we, you have two rondels amongst other things to sort of manipulate and play with there. Yeah. So. I, I really, I, I like the interplay of that. I like where you're trying to decide what to get good at uh, as far as your personal uh, player powers, whether you're trying to get more uh, ability to ship stuff or whether you're trying to get more morale so you can, you know, you can do more actions, basically. And I really enjoy it, and I, don't, and I know this is a variant in the game. I don't know if it's like the advanced variant or whatever, but uh -huh. that, those cards that change up how the, the different in-game scoring goes right. and also the actions during the game. Yeah, I, they really can affect the game in a, in a really Huge big way. Because yeah. the first time that we played, we played with one that said you also had to spend a dollar Anytime you moved up the administrative track. Which is huge. A dollar in oh, this game is tough yeah. to come by. Because uh, you know how much money you start with in this game? Zilcho. Yeah. Nacho. Nothing. Zero dollars. Did I get that across? You did. Thank okay. You. <laughs> uh, so it is really hard. And you don't make a lot of money in this game. It's not easy to make money in no, this game at tough. all. And, and how do you win the game is by most money. So if you're giving up money to do stuff, that's, that's really tough on it too. So, yeah, that really added a lot to it. Uh, I would really say, I mean, this game to me is the epitome of a micro-turn type of game. Your turns in this game are very quick. You have eight actions. You're always going to be doing one of those actions, but it's a very quick thing that you're doing. So a lot of times when you play a Euro four players, it can get bogged down a little bit. You know, I mean, somebody's turn, they're sitting there thinking for a minute or two, and then, you know, whatever they're doing takes a little bit or whatever. This is not going to be that type of game. This is very quick. You just choose an action, you do it, and then, boom, it just rolls around the table. And a lot of times, one of the actions you take is simply to rest, and that's simply like, boom, I'm resetting one my morale track, and, and boom, you know? And, yeah. like, you get two or three people doing that, it can be back to your turn in, like, an insta-second. You know, you're like, oh, man, I don't even know what I'm doing now. So, I, which I liked. I thought that was, you yeah. know, because the actions aren't huge. Like, you're not doing grandiose things but since they're so quick it's it's okay yeah and the gameplay is tight i, I love in any game and i mean we have this a lot uh, with brass but when you go to do something then someone says oh no you don't have any workers so you're not yep. doing that <laughs> so, yep oh, yep take it back yep uh, i guess i'm resting yep yep <laughs> oh i don't have any of that okay i'm not doing that yeah exactly well and it's interesting that you brought up micro turns because for some people and and i've listened to some podcasts lately about this uh it's kind of like a, a dirty word to talk about micro turns because they feel like you're not accomplishing enough on your turn but i uh -huh. think Personally, sometimes I think that's good game design because you're keeping everybody involved yeah. around the table as you go. Right. I, in this game, you just always feel like I'm going to do a thing, and I better be looking right away at what I'm going to do next because it's going to come right back around to me. Right. I, I, you know, that's um, you know one of my favorite games, Nations. I feel like it is a micro-turn type of game. I mean, on your yeah. turn, you're not doing, you know, you're placing out a meeple or you're buying a card. You know, you're doing very quick things, and so it moves around. And to me, a lot of times, those type of games will keep you more engaged than some game that, you know, like I said, it's going to take two or three minutes for each person to kind of complete their turn. Boy, four-player games, sometimes you can be so checked out by the time it gets back around to your turn, you're just like, oh, what am I doing type of thing. Well, really quick, the other game that we all played together the other night that I really want to be able to talk about, we've talked about this game uh, a little bit on, on this channel, and it would not be a uh, Punchboard 
Paradise podcast if we didn't talk about one coin game at least. So we, <laughs> we played Cuba Libre uh, the other night, and this was different because we had never played with what's called the deception tokens. So there's some random tokens that everybody gets that you don't know uh, what they are in the game, and they have different powers. Some of them are completely useless. Some of them basically give you an extra action, or you can move over to a more powerful action when you just flip it over and go, ha surprise, I get to uh-huh. take the more powerful action. Mm-hmm. Or they give you an extra point at the end of the game, oh, basically. One. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. is huge. But uh, we, we had a fun time the other night. I, Brent sort of walked us through it, uh, and he was the DR Republic, the student-led uh, union. And then, of course, Clef was... Castro and 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 uh, the oh communism yep. oh. <laughs> and and now Richie the government was, keeping them in, in oh, check. Oh my goodness, yeah, you were just game. you yep. were just pounding. I mean, that was ridiculous, Richie. There were two <laughs> other players. What was going on? But it came down. It was. I mean, it came down to the wire. It yeah, was very it was. Close game. Oh, it was fun. I, I loved it. I got to be. Game. I got to be the mob and uh, you know make some offers that people couldn't refuse. So uh, <laughs> that's probably the only reason he wanted. Yeah, to I think that's, that's why he wanted to talk about this. I'll circle around, and I mean, for anybody, and we won't talk very long on coin games, yep. but I'd be anybody who has used those deception tokens, I, I didn't like them. I, I thought it was too random. Uh, you could have yeah. gotten two blank no ones effects, and got yeah. nothing. And I had one no effect like, and then one victory point, which right. I think we all ended up with at least one victory point, or at least three did of us did. Did you have a one victory point? At the I end? had a, no, what I had was extra take that extra action. Extra so my action. last turn, I flipped it over and I went, yeah, I get to take this extra action. And, and I was win. winning. Yeah. And then Brent flipped over his and he was like, I get one point. Yeah, I beat no. you. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, they oh. were, those were too random. It's yeah. very random. And yeah, yeah I don't. I like the idea, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But I almost just in a wouldn't game mind that it long. if you had one of the, de- or, you know, instead of the deception token, if you just had one that said at any time you could do a full action as opposed to stuck with a limited action that you could use at any point in the game, that sure. might be interesting because sometimes you can get kind of pigeonholed where maybe you keep getting, you know, not the best action or something like that. Right. But I would still rather have the, like in Liberty or Death, I can't remember what the cards are oh, called, but the. Okay. The special the Trump cards the that Trump you get card for your you yeah. yeah. I'd rather do that. I think that that works better yeah. than these would. We okay. all had one, I feel like, though. And the thing that was interesting was we all wanted to play it towards the end. Like, it didn't feel like you wanted to tip your hand too soon. So right. that, right. that was the other thing about it. But, yep. you know, it was a great, it was, it was actually fun theater, but I don't know if I liked the play experience overall. Exactly. Yeah. So. But, but the game itself, amazing. I oh, mean, and, we had a great time. And, and I would honestly say if anybody's out there like looking to play a coin game for the first time, Cuba Libre is a very good choice because it is one of the more simpler ones out there. You know, you're Definitely. not the battling's not, you know, there's not battling really. There's uh uh, you know, I think only the It's hard to move, faction, so you don't I mean yeah, you're not, you don't have to think about it all that much cuz Almost yeah, you're not having to, to worry around. about lines yeah. of communication, connections, and right. stuff like that. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think Rodney from Watch yeah. It Played has made a video. So, I mean, you could look at that right there and just see if it would be something for you. Yeah, he walks through the entire playbook. So, there you so, go. I yeah, mean, You can really get a, a feel for it. Yeah, that's that's a great resource. So, anyway, that was okay. uh, Cuba Libre. Uh, check it out or don't and play Euro. Uh, <laughs> hey, playing Euros is awesome. All right. We're a little bit behind on our previous plays, are we not, Chad? We are. We got to get in there. We got to yeah. get them done. Yes. So, what do we got for previous plays? So, quite a while ago, we played and reviewed Pillars of the Earth, 
a bunch of times. You guys remember that game? Uh, yeah. yeah. I remember it. More what? importantly, one yeah. of the best trades in history. Oh, yeah. Bring us back to that Let's time. Talk about Let's it. talk Let's, about that time. Uh, oh, hey, we got an interview. Cameron, <laughs> Cameron, come on over, buddy. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> pillars of the Earth. Yeah. Woo. You traded Food Chain Magnate for Pillars of the Earth? Uh... Sorry, guys. Something's wrong with the year. I can't quite. And just uh, base, just um, base pillars of the earth. They didn't right. even have the expansion. Right. Uh, you Ooh. know, that was a different time. It was a different time. A different cleft. A different, sure. different cleft. Yeah. All right. Well, cleft, yes. you remember what you gave it? I do remember what I gave it. What'd you give uh, it? I gave it a two. Okay. I gave it a two. Uh, I did not enjoy my play. I, it's just, it's a little too uh, basic for me now. I just, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I do like the mechanism of pulling the, the piece out, out of the, the, out of the mm-hmm. bag, you know, yeah. and then that takes, but, but the actual actions that you're taking are relatively blase to me. Um, this one's going to stay at a two for me. I have no desire to play it. I don't think, I think, you know, it's not a necessarily a bad game. I do think it's a good game for uh, some people that maybe with, you know, getting in the hobby or something would, would enjoy it. But for me, I just have no desire to play it or, you know, would actively, actively, you know, not want to play it. So it's going to remain at a two for me. Mm. Okay. Well, I, I gave it a three and I, I'm going to stick at a three. I think the game is dated. It feels dated. Yeah. Uh, this is one that, you know, if they look at doing a, a reprint, doing a second edition, changing some things, you know, bringing a little life into the game. Because I, I, I do love that mechanism of the pulling the pawns out of the bag yep. Yep. and that having is- to to decide. I mean, that that alone is worth uh, checking out this game if you've never checked it out, but hopefully they do something with that in a different game or just try to retool this one. What I would like to see retooled specifically in it is the uh, is the is basically the resource conversion. It's very incremental yeah. and very standard. Now we've seen so much resource mm-hmm. conversion in games that it, yeah. just, it just feels super slow half steps and not very interesting i do like when you want to get certain cards that come out that are exciting you know and that stuff but but overall that that's the part that is not as interesting sure yeah i also gave it a a three and i'm going to stand by my three i still i still have my copy but it's only because the box that i bought when i bought it was when it was real valuable and it was damaged and so it's not like i'm going to get you know right right it's taking up space basically but you know, I'd still play it if somebody wanted to play it. So it stays at a three for me. But more importantly, our Punch Bunch had stuff to say on yeah. Pillars. So I'll just read what uh, Bohemir Nepositek had to say. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, Bohemir. He says, we played Pillars of the Earth a lot back in time, and it was okay game. But the semi-random player order was a pain. If you were unlucky... Uh, you spend few critical rounds playing last or close to last, and that was often crucial. However, it was quite a good game in two players, as there was no way one player would have enough money to buy the first spot if his pawns were drawn first all the time. In general, it was an okay game, but I didn't play it for years, and I don't miss that. Although I still do remember the great artwork, which was Michael Menzel, and that was a, a beautiful yeah, board by Michael Menzel. Very pretty board, oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. All right, well, thank you, Bomir. All right, I'm going to read Aaron Schmitkins. He said, Pillars of the Earth was a largely forgettable game. It was probably great when it first came out, but it's been surpassed by many other similar games, in my opinion. I got it in a trade and passed it on in another trade. Uh, and he's giving it a three as well on the, the punch board scale. And that seems to be... 
Maybe he traded it to me for future <laughs> magnate. He Maybe. might have. He might have. Uh, oh, the, the He's person so much who got that trade, they yeah. must have been so pumped. Yeah. It's like, Dude, I got look food at this. Look at this look idiot. Jamie Pillars of the Earth. For I, th- I think I had Food Chain all sleeved, too. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Completely <laughs> sleeved. That's a pain in oh, itself. Yeah. Yeah. All, right. all right. Well. Okay. Thank you, uh, Punch Punch. Now we're going to go to one more because, uh, like I said, we're behind here. So we uh, we also reviewed uh, quite a while ago Bora Bora of mm-hmm. the Stefan Feld games. Absolutely, yes. Well, Cluster, since we uh, since we talked to you first, let's let's go here again. Do you remember what you gave Bora Bora? I gave Bora Bora a five. Okay. Um, I absolutely love Bora Bora. It is definitely one of my top Feld games. I, I do enjoy it, but I'm going to take it down to a four. Um, it's not hitting the shelf uh, hardly anymore, and there's there's two reasons, I think, for that. One is it's got a lot of setup. It, it takes a little bit, and it's it's not an easy teach. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest, there's a game that really has surpassed it Feld-wise for me that I like playing better, which is Carpe Diem. And wow. so I just, uh, That's yeah. fighting I, words for Chad. I, I, wow. I'm not, I, I have very much, I, Car, Carpe Diem is my number one Feld. I've actually wow. moved it past Castles of Burgundy. Nice. Uh, yeah, I absolutely Chad, you got to give it another try. You were in a funk. You know it? what, though? I, 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 you're right. Uh, you're, you are correct. I do have the, like, what, third, fourth version or something because I got it for really <laughs> right. cheap because they, they got it right on, the like, the, the fourth fun, version. Finally, yeah. Right? The fourth uh, printing of it, finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rich, Rich and I did notice over in the swap meet, there are the two copies of Forum Trajan okay. over there uh, for sale. They're still there. Okay. They're still there. <laughs> yeah. No one's touching them. All right. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm going to take it down to four. It's still a very, very, very good game. I enjoy it a lot. But, I, you know, just as my taste have also changed, I think that, yeah, I'm just going to drop down to four for me. Okay. So, uh, Richie? Um, I gave it a five as well. I'm actually staying at a five. It's still wow. For you it's for still up okay. in the, I mean, it's definitely top three for me for Felds. Um, I mean, it's probably Castles of Burgundy, Carpe Diem, and then Bora Bora may switch those two around. Who knows? Uh, but I still enjoy it. I agree that the setup, it, it is a lot. I, do, I have bags, like... I have mine, so it can be set up quickly. Okay. And, uh, if you don't have that, then yes, the, it is a pain uh, for sure. I need to figure that out because I gave it a five as well, and I'm going to go down to a four, and it's only because of the setup. And I will say wow. one thing One thing, re- uh, recommending Carpe Diem that you talked about, you do have to put t- tiles out, but it is pretty minimal what the setup yeah, is on that. Yeah. That, that is what is great about that game. I will yeah. agree with you there. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the one thing that dings it for me. But again, more importantly... What punch did punch. our Punch Bunch have to say about Bora Bora? Well, Jake Bloomquist said, I love Bora Bora. It is a five on the punch board scale for me. It and Trajan are the only two Felds that make it into my collection, and they're both solidly in my top 50. Bora Bora has substantial, substantial interaction for a Feld. A lot of tension from the various goals you are trying to accomplish has really interesting action selection with the dice having the high and low rolls be interesting for the uses. And the systems all blend together reasonably well while providing some satisfying opportunities for chaining together big moves. Okay. I'd really yeah. like to know to see if Jake's played Carpe Diem. It'd be interesting because certainly he says interactive-wise, yeah. But so I anyways, do like, I mean, the dice so. uh, mechanism in this is, oh, is fantastic. Yeah, it is. I, I it is very, it. very, very good. So. That okay. is one of its best things, I okay. think. Uh, well, our 
Our best buddy across the sea, Joao Duarte Silva, says, uh, as for Bora Bora, I think I have two plays of it. While I remember liking the game, I also remember finding the art a little jarring. Uh, Like, there's too much going on, the colors are too strong, and it tires my eyesight. The gameplay has a nice, satisfying felt thing of having lots of choices, most of them granting some rewards, some luck, which you can mitigate or plan for. It's lovely stuff, but I think Castles of Burgundy does it better, simpler, and faster. I also prefer Trajan, so if there's at least two felt games ahead of this one, I don't see myself playing it in the near future unless someone really wants to. I shall bestow upon it a blue ribbon with the number three inscribed for that it's rating on the PP scale according to my person. Wow. I know. All right. He has a way with words that that does. That is beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Well, Punch Bunch, thank you so much for uh, those ratings. I think a lot of of y'all are in line with what we had to say on the games. So there you have it. Well, Punch Bunch, we have a really special treat for y'all today. We have some serious guests with us today. We're really excited about this. Seriously, uh, these two have been featured on Good Morning America. They're, they've been contributors to the Dice Tower. They've got a booming YouTube channel. This is Starla and Mick from Our Family Plays Games. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, we y'all. Yeah. We got to do our thing, though. Yeah. We got to do our thing. Oh, please. Do for those of you who don't know us, yeah. I'm Starla. I'm Mick. And we are Our, Our Family, Family Plays Games. Boom! Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was hoping you would do that. <laughs> always got to do it. All right. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here at Great Plains yeah. Gaming Festival in Lincoln, and uh, it's a great day. Good yes. day for some games. Yeah. Beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. Yeah. Well, you all joined us for uh, for a draft, but first, you know, I've I've got you special people on. We got to we got to talk. I mean, I want to find out a little bit more. Let our listeners know what's going on. I'm sure, obviously, like I said, you you got a booming YouTube channel, so people have heard of you. But I wanted to pick your brains and see. You know, some people might not know how how did you guys get into games first, and were you both into games at the first at the same time? Did you you know? Well, you know, I grew up playing games. You we know, both I, grew up. We, playing. we both. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm so we sorry. both grew but up both, playing games. Yes, yes. And you know, <laughs> I was playing like in the like the '80s. You know, like Bermuda Triangle and Tank Battle, and mm-hmm. you know those games out there. Not you know just Monopoly and stuff, but different little games. So I've been playing those, and then in high school got into you know D and D, and then later on, you know, when I met her. You know, we played a little bit of you know the classics and stuff, mm-hmm. and then Starla said we need to play something different. So I went and go search for something different and found, you know, first Forbidden Island. Starla didn't want to do no co-op. She don't want to be no teammate. Ooh, I like you know, that. She want, she want to kill folks. She want to kill folks. Yeah. So, you know. She's so, even got a t-shirt about that, right? That's yes. right. She don't do she co-op. She don't do no co-op. Mm-hmm. So, so we said, I said, well, let me find something else. So, you know, on the internet machine, you know, and my first stop was, you know, Board Game Geek. Yeah. And that's where I found, for, you know, Forbidden Island. I said, well, let me see if I can find something else. And and then I found Catan, yeah. and everybody said that was the one you start with. So we started with that and fell in love with it. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, but a little bit more detail about the story is that, yes, we both played games yes. as kids. You know, I did Monopoly in life, and sorry, and then my family's really big into dominoes and cards. But when we had our son, we were teaching him board games, and it was the same games we grew up with. And so I told my husband, it's like, there's got to be something else other than the same games. And that's where the research yeah. started, and that's how we got in. 
So it is that, that family element yeah, that kind yeah, of spurred yeah. you yes. to look further then. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Because, I mean, the title, Our Fan Plays Games, that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. We love playing games. So yeah. I have to ask, Starla, is it, is it no co-ops because you're a competitive person or is Mick a quarterback or what, what, what's the deal here? Well, it's no co-op. I don't, co-op. I don't, I don't win. <laughs> I don't win half the time. Well, there's, there's no, I'm quarterback and There social. is no co-op because I like to make my own decisions. Yes. And I mean, I, I will do teams. And he was, oh, well, how do you not do co-op if you play spades? I don't mind playing in teams, but in spades, I control my own hand. My partner controls their hand and then we work together that way. Yeah. But for me, I've tried co-op games where, uh, you know, you got this group of people and everybody has to make this decision on where they want to go. And I find that sometimes your decisions are not heard or, you know, they want to do something and you're like, nope, we're making a mistake, but you go with the team. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do competitive. She does her own thing. Amen. Amen. She does her own thing. Yes. That's good. All right. And goes for blood every time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so so tell me, you know, well, tell our listeners, really, uh, what is the mission of Our Family Plays Games? Because we kind of talked about family a little bit, but there's an even more important and broader mission, I would say. Yeah, well, we started Our Family Plays Games uh, as a, social media page and Facebook and Instagram back in 2018 because we were going to different local cons and we're from Houston originally and we just weren't seeing diversity and inclusion in the cons and no families and it's like board games are for families because that's why we started looking for games because of our son who was like six years old at the time so we want to see more families and we wanted to see more people of color enjoy the games that we enjoy. We've enjoyed them since we were ch- uh, kids. And so we know other people too. We just didn't see that happening. So we said, you know what? We're going to be the change that we're looking for. We put our page out there. We said, when we get out here, maybe more people will see that we enjoy it and that we're proud of talking about it. And then maybe they'll come on board and do the same thing. And, you know, we just still keep doing that. And, you know, we don't, we don't shut up. We talk about diversity and inclusion. Yes, we do. And we keep spreading the word that that's needed in this hobby. And we keep encouraging families to get your kids involved. We really love the way our son, who's a video game person, we love the way he thinks. We we can see him thinking. We can see the wheels turning when he's playing a board game, more so than when he's playing a video game. Yeah, sure. sure. So that's why we we keep talking and keep pushing, you know, designers, publishers, you know, and also content creators. You know, diversity and inclusion matters. And, And it's a good thing we see a lot of people talking about it. But we still need to just see a lot of action. Do you it. Know, we don't see that much action. But we need to see more action. And so, uh, and so, uh, you know, I get an idea, but like just for our listeners, what does that look like? What does more action look like? Well, more representation in games. Mm-hmm. That's first off. Right. More people that look like, you know, me and Starla mm-hmm. making the games, mm-hmm. producing the games, yes. talking about the games. So and that's then, and we'll then just, you know, designing games from a different perspective because yeah. you're getting d- games designed by one group of people and they're putting their perspective. And a lot of times that perspective is wrong. I mean, we work with the company now uh, trying to help them with diversity and inclusion because they've been doing it wrong. and They're, they're missing the mark when they want to add people of color into their games. They're missing the mark because they're not talking to people of color to get their opinion on what would be the best way to represent them. So that's what we need. Yeah, that's good. That's perfect. Thank you so much for doing that. I, you know, I want to 
we talked a little bit about Grant, if I, if I can, and he is a, he seems to be a pretty smart cookie. Cause I know at least for a while he was doing your, some of your video production. No, no, and no. He does all of it. He okay. does it now. He, does it I, he still does it. Yes. It, and it is really nice stuff, yeah. you know, and he's, he's, he must be self-taught kind of, right? Self -taught. Oh, it is good yeah. stuff. He, he's dynamite kid. He's always been into computers. Uh, he does computers uh, in school. So this is something that he loves doing and it makes him a really critical yeah. uh, addition to what our team yeah all of us bring something to the team mick brings the crazy okay <laughs> crazy yeah. you know i'm the straight person i'm gonna bring facts and i'm gonna you know i got facts we talking about i do facts i have facts I, I, and i, I bring the I compassion and then i got the grant, passion <laughs> grant brings the talent behind the screen yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's great. Very cool. So, really quick, what I, I'm curious because I'm going to ask you my what, what I call my fast five when we do some interviews, which is fun. But I want to find out before I do that, what's Grant's favorite game? Uh, he will probably say King of Tokyo. Yes, but he okay. has uh, like Quacks of Quirkenberg. Quidlinburg. Whatever. It's something. <laughs> That's why I'm a straight person. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, he likes that one too. He does. Yeah. He likes he that. Likes and he likes Catan as well. Yeah, he likes Catan. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Because he likes nice. to hustle us on Catan. Yeah, so you, I was going to say, you, you guys probably like the, the negotiation yes. sort of trading yes. stuff, yeah? Yes, because oh, you know, we, we jack it up a little bit with Catan because we really, you know, we really have fun with that one. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. We, we put a band on him. We don't negotiate don't with him negotiate at all. With me. Oh, they shut you I out mean, of negotiation. I, I would have my stuff, yeah, yes. and it's my turn, and I'll just turn it and say, Starlet, no. What? <laughs> and I say, Grant, no. I'm like, wait a minute, I haven't said nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't no, know no. what kind of cheap I would I want. And they, they, they just won't talk matter. to me. It doesn't matter. Yes. Won't talk to me. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, real quick before we draft, I'm going to ask you my fast five. So yeah, okay. I, I, they're just quick fire questions, kind of, right. and we'll we'll ask both okay. of you here at once. So Starla, we'll start with you with the with these, and then we'll go to Mick. Okay. Uh, so Starla, tell me, um, what is the maddest you've ever been in a game? Oh gosh, I, I get mad with you all the time. I know, <laughs> I know, I know you get mad with me all the time. I, I mean, that's that's hard. Mm. Uh, usually, I, the maddest I get is when he's winning and he's yeah, not winning. That's that's it. He, he should not be winning. That means I've made a mistake somewhere. <laughs> See that, oh, wow. see, that's, that's just for blood, y'all, for blood. So yeah. All right. Okay. Well, Mick, what, what about you? The maddest? Yeah. Oh. um... I don't really get mad that okay. much. No, I don't really what? get mad. What? I when I win. Well, yeah, when you win. <laughs> Which seems it's like a lot, I heard. a lot. But see, that's why I calm down now, because she always wins. So yeah, like, this is whatever. our way to get at each other. We do you it know. with the board game. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, whatever. You know. I was like, I'll, I'll win one day. One day. Okay, well, Starla, I got to ask this. There might be a lot to pick from, but what's the win you're most proud of? Oh, God. All of them, but <laughs> well, uh, most recently, oh, most recently, we were playing Catan. Oh, here we go, here we go, Lord. Here we oh, go, yeah, I've seen we that go. on your channel. Lord, take the wheel, Lord. And, <laughs> and I won, and let me tell you why I'm so proud of that. <sighs> uh, years ago, he had a shirt caught that said "The Lord of Catan" because I was winning. Because he would win most of the time, you know, winning. and I would get so frustrated when he would win. Yes, but this time. <sighs> I took the title. And so that's why was I was It was a 3D Catan, too. It was a 3D, too. and was I said, 3D. who's yeah. the Lord yeah. of Catan? Yes, there's the Lord of Catan. It's me. I love it. It's love me. It. All right. Okay, well, make it to your shot. Okay, it's a friend of mine in Houston named yeah. Chris. Okay. Chris Trimmer, good guy, and yeah. he's a great board gamer. I mean, him and Starla, when they play together, 
that's that's a battle. It is a super battle. Ooh. All right. And, and and like all of our friends, we can never beat Chris. Starla beat Chris. Yes, I did. She beat Chris. And they were shocked. It's like I was like, we were like, isn't that tough? What's the problem? Chris. He was shocked. Chris was shocked. <laughs> yes, so every game yes. since then, Chris goes after her first. Okay. Yes, you know, yes, he, he goes he after her first. He knows. Yes. So okay. so I one one game we played Terraforming Mars. Mm -hmm. Just me and him. After four hours, we were finished. A two-play game, four Woo. hours, terrifying more. That's long, yeah. He, he, said, uh, he said, Mick, you won, Mick. I was like, what? <laughs> he, said, he said, Mick, you won. I said, I won? <laughs> and, and he said, yes. I, I fainted at that point. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I, it was four hours of battling. I was battling my heart out. And when I won, I was like, yes, I finally That was the first and only time I beat him. All right. Yeah, that was that a great time. That's a good one to be proud yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Starla, do you guys, uh, maybe you share this pick together, but do you have a sentimental game you own? Like the, this game, you just, you you know, whether you're going to play it or not, it, it just means something to you? I think it's Catan. It's probably Catan. It's Catan for both Because that's what brought us into the hobby. Sure. That one game, it was like mind blown. Yeah. When you go from Monopoly and life to Catan, it's like, wow, I never knew games like this existed. I just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, we will always have a special love yeah. for Catan. Mm -hmm. And that's right. why you see so much of Catan behind us. You know, yeah, if you yeah. look at our videos, you'll see Catan everywhere. Yeah, we, you we know, absolutely love it. Yeah, we yeah, do. yeah, we love awesome. it. Very yeah, cool. that is good. Well, uh, really quick, what what would you say? What's a game that most people would be surprised that you like? <laughs> I know Star that already. <laughs> uh, -oh. uh Starla, Hansa Teutonica. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Yeah, yeah, because I usually go for cute games. Yes. Yeah. It has to be and that colorful. ain't cute. That and, ain't and, and, not you know, cute. I love great, you know, components and meeples. And we were at a friend's house uh, mm -hmm. playing games, and they put that on the table, and for some reason it clicked with me. And I didn't care what it looked like. I just love the way. It played, and so I love Hans Teutonica. Yeah, I yeah. I was surprised because she said, "Mick, go find this game." Yes. I'm like, "Excuse me, what? Yeah, right? <laughs> I got permission to go find a game." She said, "Mick, go get the game." I'm like, "Yes!" And so I found it, but I could not believe that she loved the most ugliest game. <laughs> it's a big grumpy white guy on the on the cover. Oh, it's the just, most ugliest yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Absolutely, she love it. loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Loves it. I love it. Loves it. <laughs> Loves it. Oh, That's great. That well, is good. there one for you, Mick, that people will be surprised that you that no. you enjoy? No. I love them all. He, yes. I love Out of our all. collection, oh, he love loves them all. All, all right. Yeah. I don't love them all. She don't love them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so last last question. Which game, what, where, what was the game that you learned to love? Like you didn't at first, and then you, you kind of came around to it. Oh, man. That's you, Unmatched. Oh, that's yes. right. You just Unmatched, played that. I didn't, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I wasn't unmatched. a fan no. at all. Mm -mm. But she then, said, I'm not playing this game because it's, it's no, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> and like I was it. like, play it. But for, I, I'm not a big fighting type game. To yeah. me, that's all about fighting. It's to me, it's not that yes. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm kind of a girly girl, but uh, I was yeah. like, I don't want to do that. But after I got Deadpool. Yes. I love the Deadpool movies because he's so funny. And when I got the Deadpool, I was like, yes, I can do this. And then you play Alice in Wonderland. I, I didn't like Alice in Wonderland as much. I like Deadpool better because well, he's funny. Well, you to play Deadpool. I can. No, no, characters. <laughs> Just Deadpool. Then. Just Deadpool. Was there one for you, Mick, that you kind of came around to, you think? Um, let's see. One that I came around to. Uh, mm, let's see. Clans of Caledonia. Ooh, oh, all right. Yeah. That's a yeah. favorite over here. Yeah. Yeah. You still got to play that again because yeah, Starla I, said it was I, too much work. And I said, yeah. nah, Starla, you got to play it again. I don't like board games yeah. that feel yeah. like work. Yeah, well, see, you got to play that again. Th that's an interesting one to me because, uh, 
you know, we talk a lot about yeah. welcoming and, 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 you know, you guys are on your channel talking about, mm -hmm. uh, and we will draft some gateway games, but you guys yeah. like heavier games too. Yes, we do. And one yes, of your favorites is Terra Mystica, and Clance yes. oh, has God. that Terra Mystica DNA yes. in it. We love, love yeah. Terra Mystica. Love yes. it. And, and Grant, Grant loves it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, right. he beat us well, one see, time. Terra Mystica is yeah. one of those games we had to come around to because yes. when we first saw it, yes, it gave me a true. headache. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's no <laughs> way I'm playing this game. We had sure. a friend of ours put it on the mm -hmm. table. And we tried, he tried to teach us. We said, nah, man. We stopped mm -mm. midway. No, I said, take this away. <laughs> I know. Take it away. And so I was like, our wife's. <laughs> no, seriously, hurt I had for like a two headache. Weeks, two weeks. And then I, I told Mika, I said, I want to try it again because I don't like to let too many things yeah. beat me. Yeah. If mm -hmm. I don't play a game, it's not because it's, it beat me, it's because I don't want to play it. Yeah. So yeah. I went to Barnes and Noble with one of their sales, one of their sales, and I found it for 30 bucks. And I said, Terra Mystica for $30, all that wood. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm gonna get it. So yeah. I got it from Barnes and Noble for 30 bucks. And I said, Starla, I got it. Let's play it. And we, we learned it. We, we, and we love it. And we love it. We love, awesome. it. we love it. Very cool. Well, okay, really quick. What's the best, what's the best race? Well, she loves, which I, one? Like, I like the uh, witches. Witches and, and uh, the, the swarmlings. Okay, yeah. I yeah. love the dwarfs, but they've been banned. They've been banned forever. Oh, yes, we are. Because I win with them, and yes. she thinks they're unfair. He has an unfair advantage with <laughs> because the dwarfs. They dig because under. they can, yes, and, and we, we they, can't they, do they, that. Oh, I hate yeah. you. Just so, make, I can't play so them no more. You can play anything but the dwarves, and I either do the witches or I do the swarmlings. And I've been in the valley, y'all. I've been in the valley trying to figure out what race I like. I can't win with none of them no more. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that I, might be banned as soon as you figure it out. I, 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 I played the giants. I played the giants. The uh, the sorcerers. Uh, the I think what is that? The desert guys. The nomads. Yes. And I'm I'm just still trying to find somebody to play. Yeah. But dwarfs are my favorite. Yes, but they're banned. Yes, they are. Okay. <laughs> they're banned. I love it. That is great. Thank you. You guys are so much fun to have on. I can't wait. We're gonna so we're gonna move to our draft now. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do it. And we are going to draft a gateway games. Okay. All right. All right. So Richie's going to tell tell everybody, uh, remind everybody how our draft works, right? That's right. So at Punchboard Paradise, we like unique lists. That's why we draft. So it's going to be a serpentine draft, which all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you're going to draft first in the second round. Uh, we didn't bring dice, but we we're going we're well, to we'll let, let, yeah, yeah, we'll let our guests go. 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 Okay. Right. Chad's going to go yeah. last because he's been going first a lot lately. Yeah, so we're I agree go with that. Yeah, we're just going to pick Clockwise around. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, Starla, you'll start us off, and so you'll just draft whatever game yeah. you so would to like to yeah, tell you a about. game that I want to talk about. Yep, yep. go yep. for it. Yeah, gateway, gateway games. Your, yeah. Gateway. Favorite, your favorite list of gateway games, because what we're going to do, too, is we're going to put this on our Board Game Geek site, okay. and people are going to be able to vote for their favorites. So, oh, who, who drafted the best So list? You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll get to draft no three, pressure. but if somebody, yeah. takes, <laughs> if, somebody, if somebody takes one, that's not yours anymore. So you want to grab the ones you yeah, want. Just one. Just, just one. one. Okay. We're going to do right. three Just total. one at a time, and yeah. we'll come this, back this around. This is tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I guess this is a gateway game. What is that? What's it's a gateway game to you. If you can explain it as a gateway game, then that's fine. Yeah. Okay, well then I'm gonna go ahead and start with my favorite. I'm taking Catan. All right, okay. All right. that makes sense. It's your favorite. <laughs> That's okay. right. Yeah, you gotta explain it. You oh, want to explain oh, why? Podcast. Well, podcast. I'm sorry, I forget. It's a podcast. You gotta talk. We don't have the video. We don't have the video editing. No, we don't have the video. What I like about Catan, I like that. 
uh, you get a chance to settle your own space. You're kind of in control. And that's what I think I fell in love with it because mm -hmm. you're in control of how you play the game. Yeah. Whether you want to make a settlement or whether you want to, you know, go into cities or whether you want to use some other technique to win that game. I love that. The components are okay. I mean, the yeah. board is colorful. I love that they have wooden components to it. Um, I think it's family friendly because Grant loves it. Yeah, sure. He started him off on it years ago. So it's a good family friendly game. It's solid. I don't think you could ever uh, uh, get bored with it because you can play so many expansions. So yeah, yeah I, I'm going yeah. to pretend that's why. All right. Good choice. Love it. Good, good choice. All right. Uh, so it's me. Ticket to ride. Oh my goodness. Just All pick right. it. Pick it. Pick it. Just pick a map. There you go. Ticket okay. to ride. Yeah. But the original is the best, North America, yeah. because, you know, set collection, you know, uh, network building. It's, it's a fun game to, you know, put on a table and anybody can play it because you can teach it to nearly everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, mm -hmm. I mean, easy rules, you know, who? I mean, how you going to mess up? You know, you got a card in your hand, pick up another card and, you know, that's it. And just or lay down, you know, a train. That's and it's got it that is. rummy component. You yeah. Know, like you got yeah. four yeah. of a kind. Here you go. Put yeah. your route down sort of thing. Uh, it's easy. So, yeah, ticket to ride. And, you know, yeah. I, we're talking about families. That goes well in my family when it's the London and yeah. New York maps because it's yes. not as long for yeah, my yeah. son who the, doesn't the want to sit down. Ones, the small ones, the small box ticket to rides, they're great. Just it's. I think how much about 10 minutes, 10, yeah. 15 yeah. minutes? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it's great. cool. And each one of them have a different mechanism that they throw in. So yeah. Yeah. you good can't go pick. wrong with that. Good can't get wrong. Yeah. Okay. Solid pick. That was good. So, well, I'm going to go a little newer here with my first game. And I, this is, to me, a very good gateway game to get somebody into a legacy type of game. And I'm going to go with My City. All, mean, right. all right. Okay. Next, all of you guys played right. this before? Yes, we okay. have. Yes. Yes. My, my wife and I sat down to play this one night, and I was like, okay, we'll try this out. I think I actually ordered it on accident. I didn't even know what it was when I bought it. <laughs> yeah. And just the wonderful, I mean, it's just a tile placement game, and you're just kind of placing these tiles, and each round you will have some new rule that comes in, but they're very small. They're very yeah. easy. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now you're trying to surround this, or you're trying to keep your buildings the same color together. Very simple things, but yet it was just so much fun. My wife and I, we burned through it. I mean, I, we, that was one time where she was like asking me to play games every night. So, hey, <laughs> let's cool. play that. That's cool. And absolutely, I think this would be a fun, good gateway type of game for anybody looking to do kind of a legacy type of game. It is absolutely wonderful. So from um, the evil bow tie man, <laughs> Mr. Reiner Canizia. There we go. Evil right. bow tie. I mean, he's seen him in one picture with a bow tie. And no, yes, every picture he got, he no, got a bow tie. Everyone, he's evil bow too. Cool. He's evil. That Lost Cities, he should be shot for Lost Cities. Oh, wow, that's it. It's evil. I'm with you on that it's one. Evil. It's not a fun. No, it's evil. All right, well, oh, Richie agrees. <laughs> what do you right, got, Richie, what Richie? Do you got I'm just impressed you didn't pick like a coin game yeah. left for your, your first gateway. But yeah. <laughs> I got two more picks, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm going to go with, because uh, I grew up playing cards, uh, a lot of trick-taking cards. So uh, the one that I use if I'm playing with like family members or anything like that, that are that know like Euchre, Spades, different games like that, um, I, I usually try to introduce them to with Diamonds. Oh, So, I mean, the the core mechanics of the game are just trick taking, but you have the the special powers for each suit. Uh, it's, so it's really easy to teach, especially if they they know trick taking. They have a background in trick taking games, and then you just have just a little extra that kind of gets them in. And then you got the nice diamond components, the volts, and different things like that. I have not seen the second edition for it yet, though. 
So I don't know if they changed anything with that, but I think they gave you that bank robber, you know, okay, yeah, character the, the that robber token splits it up yeah. so you can't pick on just one person. Yes, or which I I do like that for the yeah. uh, I think it's the club suit that does that yep. one. So like uh, was that Stronghold? Yes. I think it was. Yeah, Stronghold. Yeah, yeah. yeah Stronghold. Yep. Yeah. So that's my first pick, Diamonds. That's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our family really likes that one. Well, I get to take two because I'm around the horn here on the end. And we're snaking back. But I think my first one's going to be one that I introduced to my my in-laws, actually. And now they just have a closet full of games. And it started off, honestly, with Azul. Azul. Uh, okay. Okay. I think tile right. laying is, is a lot of a lot of times like sort of an easy mechanism to, to bring people to games. Because we all like, like puzzles a lot of times and that sort of thing. And so Azul was something that they got into. They play two-player most of the time. And they really, really like Azul. And I kind of feel like it's sort of a... A modern day classic. I know that now there's a ton of those, but I, I just, I really like the first one because I think it's fairly simple once you get that scoring mechanism down. Okay. Azul's my That's first one. All right. And then the next one is one that you guys, I believe, sort of, sort of, you guys tipped the scales for me. I was like, ah, okay. I'd been okay. seeing the game, but then I, I could be wrong, but I, I think you were pretty positive on Calico. Yes. You yes. really like that yes. game. We love Calico. And I yeah. listened to a few people, but then when I heard you guys talk about Calico, I was like, you know what? I, I you, you broke me down. I'm going to do it. It's a beautiful game. It's, I mean, it's you know, it's, I a, it's, a, it's a puzzly <laughs> game. I, I was kind of mad at it at first. I, I was mad at it, but then I, I fell in love. And oh, by the record, I don't want any harm to come to Mr. Reiner Knizia. I do love him, but <laughs> that game does. But Lost Cities makes me very upset, sir. It makes me very upset. I'm so, I'm so emotional about it, but it makes me upset. But no harm, please, sir. No harm. No harm. No harm. No harm. But, but, but yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, great. it's beautiful and it's beautiful art. I mean, Beth, Beth Sobel, yes. I mean, come Absolutely. on. Yeah. I mean, she's awesome. Jeez, Jeez. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I find, I mean, I play with my family. They love it. My, you know, it, that's the, one of the first games that my family wants to play and asks yeah. for. Yeah. And it's something that's pretty simple. Although I would say for me personally, I'm more Mick than Starla yeah. when I play Calico. I lose oh. it a lot. Oh, and, uh, it's, it's I, have the, I have a multitasking yeah. problem. I think it's really yeah. it's those yeah. things when you have to do the, the yeah. things yeah. around. Uh, I always mess up. At least two of them. So, yeah, yeah. but anyway, those but are my great picks. Games. Great, yeah. great gateway games. So, thank great. you to you two for cueing me into it. <laughs> All right, Richie, what you got? Uh, the other game that I use a lot to to bring people in is Century Golem Edition. That, one, I think the the components really help. Just okay. someone who has not played board game or all they've played is mass market board games. When you know you set it up on the table, it catches your eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Plan B games, they do a fantastic job as far as putting out those games that are. Like, it's just one rule sheet, like one sheet of rules. So it's really easy to teach. The, the, the turns go fast, so it gets back around to them right away. So they're not just sitting there, you know, if they are potentially getting frustrated or anything like that. It's going to get right back to them. Uh, and you're just trying to do that, basically, recipe fulfillment, getting those cards down and that race to, to get to it. So I've had great success with Sentry Golem. Edition. Yeah, we really enjoy the century, you know, the century, uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the other trilogy, one, the, yeah, and, the trilogy, yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. we like history, so it's more close to the history. Part sure. That. Yeah. Yeah, but both of them are beautiful games. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Okay. Good pick. All right, Clef. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the game that when I first got into the hobby, uh, my wife and I discovered this game and we went and bought it immediately. And I've probably played this game. 
I'm not kidding you, probably 30 plus times because we, when we first got it, it was amazing. And if you would like an introductory to a worker placement game, Lords of Waterdeep. Yes. Yep. It yes. is a great, great yes. worker placement. You just placement. made Starla mad. <laughs> just made him mad. Well, just made him mad. So when my wife and I used to play two-player, you know the uh, got you cards, you know, like the, yes. the mean yes. cards? Mandatory uh, quest. She, she'd be yes. like, we're taking those out. No. Because she didn't, you gotta uh, have she didn't yeah. like them. No. She'd get so no. mad. No. She'd be like, nope, take all the mean cards out. And so <laughs> she doesn't like it when, you know, yeah. I'm confrontational or do something mean to her. Yeah. So she's like, no, take those out. So And back then, I was like, all right, let's do it. And But we played that game so much. I mean, I think we knew it. And then luckily the expansion came out. Uh, the Scoundrels of Skullport. Yeah, exactly. And that certainly changed it up. So that was nice and mm -hmm. uh, made some really. But this is one of those games. If you are interested in worker placement, this is a great, yeah. great beginning, great gateway yeah. game. So smooth. Uh -huh, absolutely. All right. All right. So mine is one I'm surprised I haven't heard yet, but it's Carcassonne, the tile oh, yeah. lane, the yeah. tile lane game, yeah. you know, and I just love it. It's nothing but tile lane. Yeah. You know, you might throw some other stuff. Now, I'm glad they kind of reduced the former to optional and not really a part of the game because that was always confused me, that former part. Yep, but, yeah, I agree. But, you know, but now since they have 120,000 expansions, you know, <laughs> you can change it up as much as you want. So I, I really do like Carcassonne. Good yeah, pick. It's a great yeah. one. That started fights in my family, so that's yeah. why we have it. That's, that's why it's not on my list, but. Okay, well, my next one, since I had to come up with something else, because Clef took mine. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I, I'm still going to do the classic worker placement, Stone Age. Yeah. Oh, I love Stone Age. I mean, if you're new to worker placement, this is all you do. You place your workers, you get a resource, you fulfill some type of requirement, whether it's a tile or some type of card. So worker placement games, it's colorful. If you're tactile, like I am, I love to touch things. You've got wooden components to it. And, it, and the theme is great. I mean, it sticks with the theme. You've got Stone Age. They're, they're, they're digging for wood and stone and those type of things. So I think it's a great game. Yeah. And I think that's by Asmodee. 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 No, no uh, As, yeah. Well, yeah, now it is. It's by It's basically Asmodee. They own basically everything. But we love you guys. We love you It's a great worker placement game. That is good. The only reason I didn't have it on my list was the stinky dice cup. But Oh, my goodness. Well, that really teaches you all. Uh, odds in games, yeah, you know, yes, like, yes, you know, yes. what, what is a good point to try mm -hmm. to, you know, how many people, so what the odds are and stuff. Probabilities, I, yeah, yeah probabilities. definitely. Yeah, You got it. So right. it's back on me again? Yeah, you yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go really simple with this one, and I'm going to do Roll For It. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Roll For, it. Roll for yeah. it. I mean, yes. anybody can play that. It's a dice game. You, all, you Everybody gets their own set of dice. You can pick your color because they've got lots of colors. And all you do is roll the dice and fulfill the requirements on the cards to get the points. It's simple as that. Roll dice. Fulfill requirements, get points. That's it. That's it. Nice. Okay. That's it. Good one. Nice. <sighs> <sighs> nah, nah, last, uh, one. Uh, <laughs> last one. Last <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> well, make it I mean, good. It's, it's a good one for the family. I mean, our family loves it, you know, totally. And that's that's a uh, uh, king of Tokyo. I oh, mean, yeah. Yahtzee, there you go. It's Yahtzee plus. 3,000, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you're rolling dice, you know, monsters, you have monsters yes. that you are, you know, you're playing with monsters and fighting and for Tokyo. So, I mean, who gets no better than that? Plus, the man himself who made, you know, Magic the Gathering, mm -hmm. Richard Garfield, yeah. he made it. So, hey, you can't go wrong. Yeah. You can't you go. go wrong. Love it. King of Tokyo. 
solid pick. That's one yeah. that my son, he's six. Yeah. He yeah. Always he sees it on the shelf and it, it's waiting for him. Yeah. Once, he, yeah. once he can read. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to teach him. It's in Tokyo. That's I, a great one. I had a game day scheduled one time when we were a bunch, you know, a bunch of heavier gamers. Yeah. And we were going to yeah. play a bunch of heavy games and I had just gotten and I was like, hey, you guys want to try this? And I would say, like, eight hours later, we'd played about our 13th game of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it game after, like, let's do it again. Fun. Fun. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, for my last pick, I'm going to go with a what I would consider to be kind of a gateway into a little bit more, you know, stocks, I guess. Since, okay. you know, I love stocks and, you know, like little heavier games. Uh, but this is a really nice, light type of game with this, and that's Stockpile. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's 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 simple enough. I mean, I've taught this to non-gamers before and they've really enjoyed it. You know, it's a uh, you know, just obviously the once again, the probability is of which stock is going to go up, which one's going to go down, you know, when you should sell. But it, it gives you just the basics of that. And it's just really nice, light game. And, uh, you know, it's got a really nice expansion that came out with for it not too long ago with, uh, you know, some better dice. And so it wasn't always quite the same yeah, all the time. It up quite a yeah, bit. Yeah. But yeah. No. Uh, yeah, great game right there. So, uh, Stockpile. Nice. Yeah. Nice right. one. Nice one. Solid pick. All right. For my last one, uh, I'm going to go with Tiny Towns. This is a little uh, bit newer one. Uh, but it's, yeah. It's, you okay. got your own little puzzle of trying yeah. to get the buildings out there, but you, you have that player interaction as far as, you know, trying to call the resource that no one else needs, yeah. that just you need. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it's a game that I've played with uh, my nieces who are like 9 and 10 and all the way up. Um uh, to like Jessica's grandparents have played it with us. So uh, it's a solid game, uh, one that's easy to introduce. And then because you have a couple expansions for it, you can, you know, get a, get a little deeper with it as well if you want to with folding in those expansions. So yeah, cool. Tiny Towns for my last yeah. one. All right. That's a nice one. Nice. One. All right, Chad, finish it off. Oh, a lot of pressure here. Uh, <laughs> so I, you know, I think my son would be disappointed if I didn't include a bluffing game. So I, I have to I have to put it in. I'm going to go with Sheriff of Nottingham. I feel like, you know, we like to get people around the table who just like to sit there and bluff each other and, and look each other. You're in the just eye. lying. Yeah. 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 All yeah. There's no blank word lying. for it, I guess. You are lying. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Uh, but we we just love, you know, sitting around the table and picking up those bags and looking at each other and then clinking those coins together. And, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Sheriff of Nottingham is a is a fun one. That's okay. Cool. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, hey, I'm gonna real quick. I'm gonna roll over everybody's picks here. So Starla picked Catan, Stone Age, and roll for it. Nice. Good. Very good. Nice. Uh, Mick had Ticket to Ride. There's a big one. And King of Tokyo and Carcassonne. Yeah. Uh, I had My City, Lords of Waterdeep, and Stockpile. Richie came up with Diamonds, Century Golem Edition, and Tiny Towns. And Chad had Azul, Calico. And the Sheriff of Nottingham. All right. There's some great beginning yeah, great games. Yeah. Great yes. games. If great you, games. I mean, I would highly suggest uh, all of our listeners to check that out. I mean, that's a solid lineup. And, of course, like I've said, please uh, feel free to go to our Board Game Geek page, Guild 3227, and you can vote and pick your favorite list. And you can also put the list that you would, you would, would have drafted, too. Yeah. So we love that feedback. But what I'll say is, uh, Mick and Starla, thank you so much for yeah. joining us. Oh, definitely. Thanks for having us. We love having you guys on. And I will just say to our to our listeners, I mean, you should have by now. But if you have not subscribed to our Family Plays Games YouTube channel, 
They're, you can tell they're more entertaining than we are. You need to <laughs> do that. Right? Right. 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 So, we are right. We, we are right. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, y'all. Oh, Thanks, for Thanks for having we, we, You know, I, I've listened to you guys for so long and enjoyed it, every one of you guys. I mean, I enjoy you guys because I listen to you. And, you know, I recognize your voices all the time, you know, and I can hear you and, and you, you, you give so much great information and stuff. Y'all detailed as I don't know what. Yeah, that's we, true. We ain't that detailed, but you know, yeah. but you guys are cool. I, I really oh, enjoy you guys all the time. That. Enjoy you. Enjoy you guys. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right, Punch Punch. So uh, we are still here at... Great Plains Game Fest, and we are joined by the president and co-founder, Cameron Iwan. Hello Cameron! There. Hey, hey, how's it going? Welcome. Good. Well, welcome to you, oh. to my Game Fest. Well, welcome <laughs> to our podcast. Yes, well, well, thank you. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. This is the best basement I've ever been in. <laughs> this, <yeah. laughs> well, my my mom people. is still sleeping. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> She gonna make some meatloaf? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the money loaf. I'm just kidding. This is uh, awesome. The space is awesome. Uh, it's yes. beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. So yeah. yeah. So Cameron, um, first of all, before we get into the Great Playing Game Fest, okay. How'd you get into board gaming? Uh, a, a large part of it is uh, you, Clef. Oh wow! How's yeah. that? It's almost like you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a magic player, like a lot of us, and uh, fell in love with that and played games. You know, not just you know like Hero Quest and some other things, kind of higher mm -hmm. end stuff back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it was uh, while I was staying with you uh, yes. in college years that Catan came out, yeah. and we discovered it and fell in love and have gone our ways. Still within the board game community, you exactly. know, loving it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we played a lot of Catan. A back lot of then. Catan. Catan. Yeah. Catan. Catan. Well, we played a lot of Settlers of Catan. We did play a lot of Settlers. settlers back then. Absolutely. So, and we had that other roommate who like literally took and did like probabilities of all the dice. Yes. What was his name? Uh, I don't. Had the Justin. 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 Yes. This guy, he would like take. Notebook papers and oh. just write out probabilities of the dice for Catan. It was wow. Yeah, he, he yeah. was serious. Weird, it, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, awesome stuff. We right. we made some expansions. We you know typical gamer stuff where you kind yeah. of design yeah. your own. Yeah, yeah, cool. exactly. It was yeah. good. Good so, times. Okay, yeah. Yes. So I was the reason I liked it. Let's, that, let's I just, didn't say that, but okay. <laughs> you were there. You were there. <laughs> uh, so okay, so yeah, so we used to play games when, and so you're just kind of growing. Um, what what made you start? Great Plains Game Fest. Uh, that is a great question. So um, we, I went out to a game fest out in Kearney, actually, in here in Nebraska. Kearney, Nebraska. Kearney, okay. Nebraska, yep. And uh, it was a small, cool thing run by a guy named Casey. And uh, every year that I went out there, I got more and more involved with him. And I realized, geez, Kearney, Nebraska is a lot smaller than Lincoln, Nebraska, which is a lot smaller than Omaha, where you guys are from. Uh -huh. um, Lincoln should have something like this. And uh, got together with a few friends who are smarter than me and uh, <laughs> realized that's all it takes, just having people smarter than you around you. Sure. And we uh, decided we're going to make this game fest. And within about a year, we had incorporated it into a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which is what we are. Uh -huh. So this is all uh, nonprofit. This is our largest fundraiser now. Uh, the original idea was just to have people gathering. 
Sure. Then we mm-hmm. realized we can do things throughout the year, um, which is part of what we do, which we can kind of get into later. How long have you been doing it for? How, what year is this? Uh, this is this is the eighth Game Fest. Eighth one? Yes. Nice. Wow. Yep. Okay. And it has grown. Well, and, and what kinds of things, I, I'd like to hear what kinds of things you guys have been doing throughout the year, too, or, or how that has blossomed. Sure. Of. So throughout the year, basically, the biggest thing that we do, uh, we, we go to other people's events and we bring games Obviously, not as many as we have here, but uh, bring games uh, for like school events or for other things like that, and just provide kind of it's almost like providing the entertainment because then we'll teach, mm-hmm. you know, and usually it's ticket to ride, Catan type stuff, Splendor, mm-hmm. uh, but whatever it is that they want to focus on. Um, another big thing that we do is donate games. We love getting games, good games, modern games into people's hands. Cool. And so uh, Omaha Home for Home for Boys. Uh, Cedars for kids uh, tends to be a lot of those types of things where they can open them up and have them there, oftentimes for kids to play with, and or take home when the time comes or, or whatever whatever oh, makes wow. sense there. So that's we, great. We usually donate um, five hundred to a thousand dollars every season or so. We're 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 doing that on, on games to get those that's out awesome. of people's hands. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. After you, after you kind of uh, got done with college and. And uh, you know, got done with Catan. I mean, do you still play Magic at all? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still, I still play Magic. Okay. Uh, not anywhere near like what right, I was. Hold on. I'd like to interject. He never played Magic back in the day. Okay. <laughs> there are two types of people I, back in the day. There yes. are Magic players, and there are Magic collectors. <clears throat> Cameron yes. simply collected. He did not play. I will tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. Go for okay? it. I, will de- I won't deny anything you're we about to were, say. We were. It was. Uh, it was Origins. States. Oh, States. Yeah, I think okay. it was States. It was a different story. Okay. And we had this wonderful, magical, great deck that we had put together called Trollarian Academy. Do Trillarian you remember this Academy. deck? Yes. I remember it. It was an amazing deck. And Cameron's like, okay, I kind of like this deck. I'll yeah. play it. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to let you play it. I'm going to play some other crappy deck. I don't remember what it was. And <laughs> Cameron, we get to the end of round three, and Cameron's like, this deck is amazing. I'm 3-0. and oh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he it goes, 4-0. Hey, it was 4-0. Oh. Sorry, 4-0. Yeah. And, oh. and Cameron goes, <laughs> makes it worse. Cameron goes uh, I'm going to go home. I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. Like, what are you talking about? You don't want to play <laughs> like anymore. Seven you're, rounds. Yeah, so you're you're four and zero. Oh, you're gonna win this thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm bored. I don't I don't want to play it's anymore. Playing the same deck over and over and over again. <laughs> I love that. I love that. He's just like I'm in it to I'm discover. Out. I'm in it to explore. Because I, I didn't go home. Yeah. I still hung out and just watched yeah. them play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that well, was the worst. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I actually love that. Shows <laughs> dropping four and zero. Cameron collected and then occasionally played when okay. it suited. That's more. All right. Yes. Yeah. I actually think that's even more impressive. Yeah, that's a lot less try hard almost. Yeah. So, what uh, is it fair? And and this doesn't mean as much to me as it might to somebody else. But what color player are you, or is that a thing for you? Uh, I've it's it's morphed over the years. Okay. Used to yeah. be blue black, uh, kind of evil wizard type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's morphed pretty much into anything. No, actually anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like. Cool. I think I'll if you whatever. ask most magic players, they don't really have a color that's yeah. like it's whatever's. I might have something there. that I. I associate with yeah. mentally, mm. okay, which is the blue black. Okay, yeah. but playing wise, I'll I'll do whatever. So blue yeah. uh, and and some people probably that are listening don't know as much about magic, but I think it's interesting. So you associate with blue black. What kind of play style is that for our listeners who don't play as much magic? It can vary, right? Yeah, I I, I you know I mean you would say control normally control, yeah. would 
you'd say it's a That's control. I said evil wizard is kind of a good yeah. way to personify it. I mean, the way I think of it is you basically like saying to people, no, you can't do that. Yes. No, you can't do yeah. that. <laughs> no, you can't oh, do that. Oh, that snuck yeah. through? Yeah. Well, sure. you, I'll stop that still. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. So in other words, it's not necessarily aggression or some of those decks that you might think of. Like yeah. red uh, would be yeah. more associated yeah. with right. red, green. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Yeah. I like that. You're making me sound like a very negative person. So, so no, like no, no, no. No, we like that around No, we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't That's think what that we're all about. True. Yeah, I get that. I'm going to give you a chance to show your more sensitive side here in a second. Well, so we're in the middle of a game festival and, you know, this this year and a half has been really crazy for uh, pretty much everybody. Obviously, how did how did the the pandemic affect affect you guys? Oh sure, yeah, uh, that's a great question because last year we uh, held our game fest right uh, a week before everything hit. Oh boy, mm-hmm. um, and so we were the last large event here at the Lancaster Event Center. We had six hundred and fifty people coming in, and then a week later everything shut down. Mm. Yeah. And and other other local cons, all the cons. Obviously, we all know this. Everything everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have been patiently waiting for everything to kind of come back up. And we realize this is an opportunity here, uh, right before school really starts to get going and all that stuff, that we could uh, bring it back. So we're off schedule, but we wanted to get back into the mix as soon as possible. Um, our numbers aren't probably quite the same as they were last sure. year but who knows you know right. um we've got other things going on that that uh we got the big concert uh, uh so um so that's kind of put a a hindrance on uh out of state and out of town people sure but mm-hmm. uh overall i mean our numbers are still pretty solid and and people want to get back to gaming so normally this has always been end of february is normally when you guys february uh, march yeah i yep. have the, you know which is a great time in nebraska if you ever want to come and visit um <laughs> What is the plan going forward? Are you going to try to get back into the end of February? Have you thought about that? So we yes. oh definitely we've thought yeah. about it. The, it. There's there's pros and cons for both. For going back to to February March and for staying here in August, um, you know it's tough to be in the mix of uh, the con uh, the convention. It's a deluge towards yeah. the summer yeah. months. Yeah, Gen Con and yeah. everybody yeah. hitting. Mm-hmm. So so we, we I'd like to go back to uh, maybe March April. You know, and, and, and keeping it where it's not, there's not ice storms and sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> three feet of snow in Nebraska. Um, the, the key is as we grow, we want to make it as accessible to as many people as possible. Yeah, definitely. So, what do you, I mean, five years down the road, where do you see, you know, this being? Where would Ooh. you like it to be? Yeah, that's a loaded question. Uh, honestly, we, we are looking to grow. Uh, there's, there's hardcore gamers that come out, and then there's the people that have, like I said, you know, heard of, Splendor and Catan and Ticket to Ride. Sure. More and more of those come out every year to our event, and there's there's more and more of those people that are able to. So our goal is to here in the Midwest. That's why we called ourselves the Great Plains Game Fest instead of Lincoln Game Fest. Is to grow and try to reach out and get um, get in the thousands. Okay. Honestly, that is that is what we're we're looking to do is is to be, um, you know, maybe on par with Geekway to the West or something like that, where where we can really reach out and, and get a lot of people understanding what gaming really is about these days. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, uh, really quick before, uh, you know, I want to ask you some, some quick, we call them our fast five, but uh, yeah. what, are, what are some of the events that are even going on today? Just to kind of give our, our listeners a, a taste of, of, you know, some of the events. I heard that there's a board game trivia thing going on later tonight. And Oh, yeah. So we've got uh, Stephen Bonacore 
uh, joining us this year. Yeah. And he's going to be hosting that, uh, co-hosting that uh, trivia with a local stand-up comedian. Very cool. Um, who just walked by and gave me a wet willy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, so that, we've got, we just had a crokinole tournament. Obviously, we've got our swap meet. We've got our vendors. Um, the Our main focus is the open gaming and the huge library. So we've got upwards of 2,000 board games in the library right now for anybody to try out. And, and that's our main focus, and to have people that can teach most of those games. But schedule events, yeah, we've got just a lot of different things like that. Um, Off-campus stuff with Bonacore, like breakfast with Bonacore, things like that we had. Um, yeah, just, just about anything. There's scheduled events. There's open gaming. There's designers row with local designers over here that you can come play test things and prototypes and all that. Nice. Anything you could want that's in gaming from beginner entry to, to you guys. Um, we're we're here for great yeah wow. all right well i hope you're ready this is our fast five you just kind of giving me give me off the cuff these uh oh, these okay. answers to these questions here all okay right, i'm ready all right here we go cameron what is the maddest you've ever been at a game <laughs> uh, i don't get mad oh wow i i don't even playing no i've never seen him get mad so. yeah the the maddest i get is when somebody else gets mad Oh, and, okay. And like, okay. like, I've had some, you know, some rage quits and some stuff like that from uh -huh. other people. Sure. Right, right, right. And so that's frustrating. Yeah. That's, that's the extent. Okay. So I get, uh, I get a little kooky when I'm, you know, playing games yeah. and late at night and having some fun. Okay. So yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. What is a? Uh, I guess it's probably not the the four and oh, the four and oh tournament. But what is the win you're most proud of? Oh man. <laughs> um, there's a lot of. Oh, that's a great question. Hmm. Um. I think I think my favorite. I, I, I'll just lump them together. My my favorite wins are when I was raising my boys and they would win. Ah, um, yeah, nice. Without me uh, cheating to make them win. Uh -huh. Right, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that first time. Uh, actually, yes, the the first time is when when my oldest uh, honestly, sincerely beat me and three other friends at uh, Small World, and he was you know ten, eleven years old, mm -hmm. and it was a legitimate like. He crushed us. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, that that is awesome. Just made you proud. Yeah. That's my yeah. favorite win. That Amazing. is awesome. So yeah. you're of the school of, and it, we were, we've talked about this a little bit on, on, on our channel once in a while. You're of the school of, like, you know, don't crush them, but make them earn it. You're not, yeah. like, you're not messing around and, and, and just, you know, oh, yeah. flubbing your, your turns just I, so that they can win. Well, I will cheat to make it close. Okay. And I okay. may cheat then to, to let them win and then okay. cheat mm -hmm. and, then, and then make sure that they don't win all the time. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, walking them through. How to how to win and lose graciously and sure. play games, all yeah. that stuff. The great part is is you do that when they're younger, and then like Mason now, like I just want to beat him as bad as I can, and now <laughs> oh, I can't yeah. beat him anymore. Everybody wants <laughs> to beat Mason. That's everyone wants to beat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dang, so it goes full circle. He talks about the best. That is the best. Yeah. I, like when I when I know he's going to be at Thursday board game night, I'm like getting on my Rocky montage. Yeah. You know? <laughs> getting ready. <laughs> he talks a lot of trash. Uh, he does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's a sentimental game that you have in your collection, Cameron? Oh, I got a lot of those. Uh, I, th I think uh, my go-to, I would say, is Filthy Rich. Really? Ooh. It's a weird, obscure game. Yeah, tell okay. me about that. Uh, designed by Richard Garfield, okay, uh -huh. the, the creator mm -hmm. of Magic yeah, and, yeah. and many other great games. Um, it's just this weird game that I remember seeing people play before when I was just in Magic. Uh -huh. And seeing people play, and it was this... this this mystical animal that like that's really interesting and you uh, actually play in a three ring binder with um 
card sleeves. Okay. And uh, it was just this interesting thing that I was like, man, that someday that, that looks interesting. And now it's, it's obscure. Nobody's ever heard of it. And I think that's probably my, my most sentimental game that I just love. It's, it's good. It's not great. But I think it's great. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Good choice. Cool. All right. What is a game that most people who know you are surprised that you like or love? Maybe the game that I get the most flack for for <laughs> liking is I, I love Reef Encounter. Um, oh, another really? pretty obscure game. Yeah. Wow, we like that one. Yeah, we like that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, a lot of, I don't know what it is. I love that game. I mean, it could be. I mean, if you're like Richie, you just love parrotfish. So yeah, it's the parrotfish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's what that is. So dramatic. <laughs> you're putting the little shrimp in the little yeah. uh, cup or whatever it is. Yeah. Weird world of that thing. <laughs> Flipping the tiles to figure out yep. which one. Yeah, yeah. yeah all all right. Right. I don't know what it is. Have you played the expansion? I own the expansion. I do too, and I've never played it. Yeah, so, okay, <laughs> yeah. same way. Okay, add me to that uh, list uh, as well. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. Yes. Wah, wah. Yeah, uh, get out of here. Yeah, that is that is that's a good game. I enjoyed my play of that. I'm actually game. surprised yeah. that that hasn't come back yet. Yeah, that seems I the one that yes. yeah, get with a some nicer edition. components yeah. and yeah, and kind of upgraded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, and lastly, Cameron, what game did you learn to love? There's a lot of those. Obviously, we all have those. Um, I'm going to say so. So I, I'm going to say that my favorite game is Terra Mystica. Mm. One wow. of my favorite games. Okay. Uh, probably my favorite game. And when Gaia Project came out, I played it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's not really for me." It's it's I get it. It's, it's mm-hmm. I see the similarities and all that stuff, but just not my thing. Sure. Took took quite a few plays. Um, uh, played a lot with Dan from Hobby Town right over here, uh-huh. and uh, I have definitely come come full circle and been like okay it's it's the better game there's a great that's wow, yeah. that's yeah. hard to deny yeah you know, and i know your whole your guys' thing <laughs> yeah yeah project, so. but uh yeah that's that's one where it seemed like a, a no-brainer so it should have been way up there for me right away like but terror, took a little bit terror. yeah okay. and i just had to had to kind of ease into that uh, sometimes when you're replacing a game you really love you know that's that can be tough right, right. yeah to, yeah, to begin yeah. With, i know. totally get that yeah mm-hmm. yep cool yeah all right well cameron thanks so much for for coming on and, yeah. and having us here too uh is there like like if people want to find out more about the the you know the game fest and your gaming project and those sort of things is there a site that they can go to social media that sort of stuff yeah absolutely the the best place where we put most of our stuff is on facebook so the the surest way to get the most up-to-date information is great plains gaming project on facebook um we have Numerous websites, uh, greatplainsgamefestival.com, and I think we've got the .org. And, and so you can just Google any one of those and, and get to you know anything Great Plains Game Fest or Great Plains Gaming Project, uh, Facebook or even Instagram or any of those. Just That's the best way to, to see. Okay. Yep. Very nice. Cool. Very cool. Well, it is absolutely amazing in here. I mean, this is a beautiful facility. Everything looks great. Uh, your games that you got to win when you first came in the uh, in the building need a little work, but uh, other than that, <laughs> it's a free game, <laughs> free in shrink, full size board game. That's right, that we're handing out. Uh, thanks so much, Cameron, for coming on. Appreciate it. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Was a 
packed full episode right there. Yeah, I am. Wow. I mean, I really Make has some energy. I know how yes. well <laughs> he does, doesn't he? I love uh, it's yeah, so, it's so great awesome. to have them in Omaha. Yeah, they were fun. Um, well, you know, I we've we've gotten so much. We're just going to have to push this back, and I'm loath to because I know how much you guys have prepared for board court. I mean, I have, really, a, I have a binder. I know. I see that binder. It's I've massive. got a presentation. I got a full-length presentation yeah. ready to go. Clef, I, I mean, I saw him running over to Missy just now and asking her how to spell PowerPoint. And it, he, I, just, so I, I'm really sorry that our, our audience is going to miss out on this, but... Uh, we'll, we'll have it ready to go next yeah, time. Yeah, next, yeah. next episode. Yeah. yeah. Navigador. Which, <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so folks, we gotta we gotta go play some games. We are here yeah. at this beautiful festival. But once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take care of yourselves and take care of each other. All right, everybody, have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. That one with the wooden bowls.